Hi everyone, welcome to uh, Unjustified True Beliefs, the podcast in which we talk about the beliefs you all have and we try to justify it using philosophy, psychology and maths. Today we have a very interesting topic, who are we? A question that philosophers have been trying to answer from centuries and today we'll sort it once and for all. On the podcast today, we have Jyoti Duggar, Akshay Bhayadbaj, Agrema Seth, Karthik Kanan, Shruti Soba and Mamita Nath. A lot of guests. So I'll just open the floor uh, with a simple question like, uh, how do you identify yourself as? Uh, do you identify yourself with the body, with the physical identity? Or you identify yourself with the mind, with your thoughts? Or do you identify yourself with your emotions, the relationship you have with people? So we'll just go around the room uh, and take one point from each. How do they look at themselves? And then we'll open the conversation to a more free-flowing open discussion. So let's start with Jyoti. Out of these three, how do you look at yourself? Yeah, okay. That's a good question. So um, I'll start a little back because earlier I used to identify myself with my mind. But, um, you know, there are a lot of things, uh, a lot of speakers I've been listening to and some books I've read. And just from following you know um, people who have been talking about yoga or yogic practices for now i've come to accept that what i am is someone who is experiencing my life but i'm not the body or the mind i'm not sure about the emotions part but i'm i i right now believe that what i am is not my body or not my mind because these are things which react to the world or the external stimuli as and when it happens but that is not who i am interesting akshay what do you identify yourself as hmm so i would like to say i would like uh, i identify myself uh, through you know my soul my body my mind but to be true i think um, for me it starts always with the you know the body wala aspect the body which is most evident my identity through you know whatever i do my name my tags which i have earned over the years i know it might sound very superficial but to be honest that's how i start to identify myself in the society you know i am a starting with you know i'm a boy i'm an indian i i'm from maybe an army background i'm from this place i'm from this religion i work with so and so company right now and you know all those tags that's that's what comes to my mind first and i'm sure many of you can relate to that also you know but the interesting part is that when you put across this question it makes you think about the other aspects which are probably you know one can question are more uh, significant and more important you know the mind and the soul wala aspect also so i'll stop here maybe in due course we'll speak more about it definitely we'll we'll dig into all of these points interesting uh, agrema how do you look at yourself do you identify yourself with your body your mind or your emotions i think for me my primary the factors which primarily drive what i'm doing are my emotions i think they heavily affect what i'm thinking how my mind's functioning or how i'm feeling physically 
going back to Akshay's point, I do agree to his point that yes, if I were to ask somebody else as to what they see me as, the first things that they people probably form an opinion about me is either through my mind or my body, like my physical existence. But if I were to sit and, you know, let's say, have this introspection of mine, I think my emotions at any given point of time very heavily influence, yes, you know, what I'm thinking, how my mind is thinking, what it's thinking about, even though, because at times it happens, even though I know that, you know, there are some things which are to be done or something, my emotions, if they are in conflict with the situation, like it becomes really difficult to kind of even get through those things, which I know need to be done for some reason, whatsoever they may be. So, right, I think one primary driver for me is my emotions and at that space, config in that space-time configuration. Amazing. So three people, three different answers. Let's see what we have more. So Karthik, how do you identify yourself as? So, um, yeah, these days I'm having a bit of an existential crisis. So, and I've started thinking of myself, like, you know, there's, I've read that at the end of the day, we are a brain floating in a vat of liquid, controlling a flesh and bone structure on a mass floating in space, circling the sun. It is like at the end of the day, you're just a bunch of electrical impulses controlling each other. So yeah, I, it is pretty horrifying to think of it that way, but yeah. Right. That's a very intellectual answer. So I would give you, you identify yourself in the mind. Uh, cool. Uh, let's move on to Shruti. Uh, let's hear it from Shruti, what uh, she thinks of, how, how she identifies herself. I think I identify uh, with both emotion and mind. Uh, I'd say my instinctive reaction to any situation is uh, primarily first driven with emotions. But I think it almost always is uh, like superseded with uh, what comes after with what is driven by my mind. So while my uh, initial reaction may be through emotions, I think there is some intersection that happens and either it corrects itself to what is driven by the mind or if it is the same, it's fine. But I think I am a combination of both uh, emotion and mind. But yeah. And also I think a lot of what, uh, I think in thought I'm more emotion, but in action I'm more mind. Makes sense. Let's go on to our last guest, uh, Momita. How do you, you identify yourself as? I think, uh, since we are talking about identity, I think I am what I do with my time. That's that's how I look at identity because for me, identity is the third step. First, it's it's habits, and then you put put your habits into practice, and then you build an identity. So. So what you consume and uh, the, the, I mean, they also say that you're the sum total of the five people you speak to and you surround yourself with and the things you read. And uh, so, yeah, so I, I think my identity is pretty much tied with what I do with my time. And since we are talking about emotions and body and mind, uh, I, I don't know which part is really tied with my identity, but uh, I, I have been reading a little bit about neuroscience and uh, I, I've been trying to understand how I can get a good hold over my mind, brain and body. But but yeah, in, in, in a short answer, my identity is 
uh, what I do with my time and how I invest my time. This sounds like a very, uh, I mean, it's, it's a very rational answer and I would have almost given the same answer. Um, and yes, it's a difficult question. So like, as we understand, each of us have a different view of our identity. We identify ourselves in a different ways. Maybe it's a combination of these elements, maybe a broader aspect to what we initially talked about. And I I agree with all of you that we don't have a clear answer to this. It's 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 quite uh, quite puzzling, in fact. Um, let's keep it open. Uh, my my if I if you had to ask me how I identify myself, it it would be mostly mind. But now I have started to uh, like identify myself physically, like I know the presence of my body and uh, emotions is a important part for me as well. So, you know, that's that's how I look at myself. What drives my actions is my emotions. Uh, and recently I've heard a very interesting comment, which uh, resonates to what Karthik said about we are actually our brains are made of atoms. And at some point, our atoms became self-conscious. They knew about their existence, which is an amazing idea. And then how we, we develop this idea of thought and uh, feelings and everything. So that's a, that's a brilliant uh, idea, which I recently heard. Any comments, anyone, on any of those points? So I just had a thought. I, I mean, we heard everyone, you know, relate themselves or identify themselves slightly differently you know be it mind or their emotions or in my case the body wala aspect you know came out more so maybe we can have a round to understand more deeply in terms of what do each of us mean when we relate more to our emotions you know how does that change our behavior because i have some thoughts around it i maybe want to uh, finally uh, you know conclude but Let's have a round of discussion around that. Saranch, if you could also add, like, uh, I mean, I think mind, emotion, body definitions of what we perceive of it could be different from what you perceive. When you say what is relating to mind, body and emotion, if you could like clearly set what is the definition that you are looking for when someone says they relate to body. Perfect. That's a, actually, that's a pretty good uh, point. Uh, in my mind, uh, the body is your physical presence your how you look how you uh, how you are like your facial uh, structure your body shape everything everything which has to do with a material relationship with this world right the second is your mind which is your thoughts what i think of myself what thoughts i have on a daily basis so everything that has to do with your thoughts are uh, encapsulated in the mind aspect the third one is my emotions, what I feel towards people, what I feel towards this planet, what, uh, what is my relationship. And if I'm identifying myself as a brother or a you know, spouse or something like that, so that's another aspect of my identity. So these are the fundamental ways you can, I mean, I, the best I could break it down to the simplest concepts, but there might be more abstract concepts, which... We, we need to identify ourselves. Can I add something to that? I, I don't know. I mean, I'm okay with to your thoughts, but I, I think there could be another. I mean, I totally agree with those three 
things that you mentioned, which is the mindset or, or more of the psychological aspect than the heart set or the emotionality, your health set or physicality. I, I think there could also be a fourth aspect, which you call the soul set or spirituality. Basically what you uh, uh, align with or you connect with. So I, according to me, that there's a fourth aspect to it and maybe you guys can comment. I mean, it's, it's just open and we can probably consider that too if you guys think that's an important part. I'd like to ask you more about it. Like, what do you mean by spirituality? What exactly, like, and how would you separate it from probably the emotions? Like, yeah, I, like, when I think, when someone is saying spiritual, I only think that, that the first thing that comes to my mind is they're feeling, it's about calmness. It's about being aware of your living in the moment as they call it so how would you separate it from the emotional feeling of being calm emotion is more like you processing something and then a certain reaction or response that that's a that that's kind of an emotion and then spirituality is more like your true inner um how should i put it like a true meaning or I'm not finding the best word here, but that's how I see it differently. Mm -hmm. I kind of agree with Mohamedah here. And if I may add, uh, our emotions, I think, what I feel to a certain extent are also governed by our physiological responses, which could be due to a lot of reasons and which could also include your hormones or something like that. But your spiritual ness or the spiritual being or soul uh, whichever word suits you is something which is exclusive of the body of the body mind and soul so it is something which is apart from these things and from what i understand till now these three things are majorly governed by your experiences, what happens around you, what happens to you, and your reaction or ad, uh, reaction to it. But w the spiritual being or your soul is something which can be totally apart and distinct from this. Now, I am not very, I have not researched this topic that much. And uh, I don't know how else to explain it, but I do feel that these are very four different things. And your mind, body, and emotions can have uh, something drilled down to atoms controlling them at some point of time or uh, something, but uh, your soul is something different. I'm not sure of its existence as a separate entity, but I am trying to understand that concept. As and in now. my opinion, when you can find that proper alignment of all the four, that that's when you have this identity where there's no internal conflict. Uh, yeah. So that that is that that should I I think be a goal of humanity. But yeah, just my thoughts. I think your emotional self is uh, like driven by. It's built by a lot of things, right? Uh, like, uh, 
uh, it is built one of the things for example jyoti pointed out could potentially be your hormones like for a specific situation when you react so it is built one of the things is your hormones but a lot of other things are the are the different things that you are exposed to so i think that spirituality is just one of those exposures which drive your emotional being your spirituality is another thing that drives your decision making so if i have to take mind and body i uh, sorry, emotion uh, mind is something if i had to define it is possibly acting on logic emotion is acting on perception on top of your logic what is your perception of the situation because of your perceptions that you have created it is logic then your world that you have created where that world and that world dictates how you should react to a specific situation that could be because of the relationships you have built with someone like two different people are treated differently because you have created a world around this so i think spirituality is just part one aspect of the same world where you have created that uh, being a certain way because you align to a certain kind of uh, spirituality per se i would think uh, it is one part of your emotions that drive your actions so if not like how do you build spirituality like if it is not something if it is not a world view of what you see what you hear all of that drive your spirituality too like your soul is built as a part of all this right mm. true um i have few things to add here like uh, this recent time i've always been curious about this topic uh, the spiritual element of it um, at a very young age i was exposed to some spiritual practices uh, such as reiki and and uh, like meditation my my uh, uh, one of my relatives was a grandmaster in reiki and i was just tuned at a very early age and all my life i've been very curious and what i have realized there is a relationship between all the three elements and in fact four elements we're talking about the emotion the body the mind and i've been nowadays i'm very curious to explore this relationship between these aspects so if you're feeling healthy your emotions are better if you have good relationships you have a good mind and all of that so um and each builds up each other like it's it's a you know compounding effect when you if you start working on one aspect if you, suppose you are very studious you and all of us are apparently here so we we took good in exams we feel happy that's a emotion we are also more likely to have a good self esteem and take care of ourselves better so it all builds up in that way and suppose you you build up your body that makes you proud that makes you happy and then you have a higher self esteem which overall so that's how you know our psychology towards happiness is built like oh i am doing well in a lot of things i'm doing well across all three elements and then that becomes my identity as well so now the the thing is uh, now i have a question for everyone which i have started doing uh, for the last about one year i've started meditating to explore the spiritual side of my personality basically to un- to understand myself better and uh, have you because this covid time did you get some extra time where you wanted to explore yourself in the spiritual way or have you ever been exposed to some spiritual practice which you which you you know identify yourself as or do you think that's a part of your routine it could be anything so i'll pitch in over here uh when this 
covid thing happened and then we all went into the lockdown so i i am living in bangalore uh, with roommates not really family so it's not the best kind of support you would like to have when you are in a stressful situation so it led to a lot of issues like i couldn't sleep at night and stuff like that so many people told me to try meditation and there is something called guided meditation where someone is actually guiding you through the whole 15 to 20 minutes of it i tried a couple of them and uh, i don't know about spirituality but uh, it does make you aware of yourself and it just clears your mind to be able to do the things you need to do through the day and then function as you need to to be able to you know get up work and then go back to sleep and rest and get up get back again to it day after day so the first thing which i believe meditation has given me is a little clarity that whatever else might happen around it is uh, possible to just you know take a step back look at look at it from a distance and then just let it be as it is you can do your best and try to sleep <laughs> because you have to get up the next day and do it all over all over again so yeah that is my experience of meditation till now adding to that so i actually haven't been exposed to a lot of spirituality like very little but i also have these random uh, bouts of anxiety like where uh, my mind is consumed with things which are probably not real problems if i have to say but it, uh, my mind is consumed with it and uh, it makes me anxious and constantly the, these thoughts are going on in my head and just same thing when i'm trying to sleep uh, just thinking about something that is bigger than yourself and when you believe that there is something like that and just there's this prayer which i know like probably the only prayer i know uh, but just saying that again and again i don't know if it's just like a sense of distraction because you're continuously doing this and trying to like overpower those thoughts that you have it helps me sleep so i would say a spirituality in a way helps me stay calm in a very uh, that i think that's how it helps me i don't really follow any practices as such but just that thought when i am having these anxious uh, attacks per se does helps me stay calm so i think that's how it helps yeah i mean i i don't think there's any uh, correct way or uh, defined way of achieving spirituality i mean what what is spirituality it's it's basically uh, reaching the human spirit or soul and not being dependent on material things and other things external right and this pandemic definitely has given a lot of people a lot of chance to focus on themselves because now you can't really rely on you know just going to the restaurant uh, with your friends and pushing the other more important things that you have to probably focus on i'm not saying meeting friends is not important but you know you have to given the pandemic and given the current circumstances you have to put external things on hold and you're kind of forced to sit down with yourself even though it's a little uncomfortable and and focus on your own thoughts and 
yeah so i i think for me personally i haven't tried meditation yet even though a lot of people suggest that i i i should and i think it's very important and helpful but for me fitness is kind of like that it it makes me forget about and, and cut cut away from all the external noise and it makes me focus on my own uh my my own brain and my own soul because yeah so so for me fitness is kind of a form of spirituality that that just pushes me away from the external world and yeah probably through the breathing or, or whatever you call it but yeah i have actually a couple of experiences but i would actually wait maybe and i would like to hear from agrima before i share a few of those experiences i'll draw from things i mean thank you for giving me this time i thought over everything that you all have been saying so i think for me soul is something that ties up the three things emotion mind and body to a bigger thing because as they say the soul of everyone in this world is kind of let with this is connected because what like they say whatever you say goes out into the universe so the energy that you send in the universe so for me it's something like the spirituality or the soul is is something that like many of you said it develops over time as a function of this this is complex function the inputs for which are in emotions mind and body and there's a very complex output which comes out but somehow this output is connected to everything around you i mean if i were like just for lack of better analogy for me that um when it comes to spirituality for me i think i mean i i've had those anxious thoughts so for me the experience was um, i don't know it was a little awkward because life really never stopped for me like we were one day at the office in the university sitting and working on our research and experiments and whatever we got our lockdown orders and almost the entire cohort we just went in and uh, to our homes and i know that like for majority of us at least the ones who are singles and do not have other responsibilities you know who do not have kids and pets and things like that we just went in and we were back on our desks the next day like people had meetings and everything it was all happening so there was a very less time to really process it things started hitting slowly for us my anxiety kicked in when my roommate moved out because then i realized holy shit i'm actually all alone in this house and slowly it kicked in for me i so meditation and breathing did help me but also what helped me was actually facing those uh emotions of mine so so i mean i i have a few friends and who i talk with so our parents or whoever you're comfortable sometimes just talking about what you're feeling your emotions and accepting those are valid emotions whatever they are is really helpful like uh, for me coming from like i all of us from uh, from india so you know we have this very differential kind of relation with our teachers and everything because we see them as holier than thou i still do i cannot still take their names in front of them i still have to have their prefixes doctors or professors something if i'm talking to them but slowly i'm getting into that point that i talk to them that hey i am anxious about abc probably it is not a big thing but it is a reality for me so there you go address it that's what you are here for so it's okay to do that is what thing that i realized it's okay to speak out your emotions and do not invalidate any emotion that you are having you have a right to in every right for it to be validated that helps and for me more than meditation or something i think it was going back to my um, 
dance riyas which helped me because i realized for me that's more of a meditation i mean i think i can do that meditation better than i can, like 10 minutes if somebody asks like oh let's sit and do guided meditation together i'll be like okay <laughs> this one says hey let's do half an hour of riyas and like oh yeah let's do it <laughs> uh, so i mean there's a there you have a trough and a crest of emotions right there for me So yeah I think uh, spirituality for me is anything that helps you connect with yourself and just understand what you are going through. I would like to just uh, you know some really good points were spoken here and I was just waiting to hear from all of you. I uh, you know agree with Momita I also have some points which I uh, you know align with Agrima on Karthik Saransh as well and Shruti So I'll actually go back to the first question which I wanted to address. While uh, I feel that body, when I say you know the body aspect is the greatest which I identify with normally, I would like to you know tie it back to all the other elements which we spoke about. So like uh, Momita Agrima also spoke about the linkage which we might have. I was just trying to you know simplify it in my head, where I feel that the mind and the thoughts which are there in the mind, those are transient. those come and go you might have thousands of thoughts in a particular hour or a you know during a part of a day and those thoughts which are strong which persist you know tend to uh, make your emotion you know tend to make you either happy tend to make you anxious tend to make you sad or you know excited um and when those emotions are developed during the day now those emotions are not that transient they might persist for maybe half a day or for the entire day or if it is a strong emotion like uh, if someone is getting married so that emotion might persist for a longer period of time i feel that that emotion then you know kind of uh, materializes or uh, you know manifests into bodily reaction or behavior or you know what your body language is how do you respond to you know a certain stimuli which comes your way and i really liked agrima's point again on the fact that when she spoke about how spirituality is not a process flow as a part of this but something which ties everything together so it, it i also in my head you know spirituality lies parallel to all these aspects which we spoke about you know how our thoughts turn into emotions how our emotions turn into our you know behaviors and actions or beliefs if you want to put it that way from a much longer term perspective i think the spiritual element and our connect with you know something which is larger than nature uh, to the divine if i might say that is what you know makes it different of how people interpret their thoughts how people control their emotions and how people you know manifest uh, how does all this manifest into a behavior or an action kind of a thing so i think that was one part which i wanted to share when it comes to uh, talking about meditation and uh, you know the experiences around that so i've got two very recent experiences during my covid uh, experience but before that uh, saransh i actually share a similar background with you where in my family we have uh you know people who have experienced reiki who have experienced pranic healing who have experienced various types of meditation for that matter yogic non yogic meditation and while i personally have not done those meditations or uh, i'm not trained in those but i have been uh, 
exposed to those things through my parents and other family members. So just wanted to tell about two experiences. One was here in Goa, while my work is very hectic and uh, during the entire day of eight to nine hours of work, it keeps you very busy and it, it is emotionally draining my work here. I started, you know, just going to the beach and we used to just sit there. We used to just sit there and the uh, environment used to be really conducive to just, you know, sit and hear the things which are there in your mind, you know, the thoughts which are going around. And then slowly, you know, I thought, Ki, let's go with the conventional flow of, you know, closing your eyes, taking deep breaths. That's what meditation is, right? For most of us who are not trained or who are not trained in the conventional way of meditating. And that's where, again, I would like to tie to, you know, body, mind and emotion. Where bodily, I closed my eyes. I started taking deep breaths. I started, you know, paying attention to my breath that, you know, I'm taking deep breaths and all. So that was the bodily aspect of what I thought I was doing, meditating. But slowly that actually started changing my thoughts. So uh, the thousands of thoughts which I had in a particular uh, moment started reducing. It started becoming more focused. Why was it getting focused? Because I was focusing on a certain point, my, bre- my breath. Uh, obviously, there were a lot of distractions around, but slowly those distractions also started going down. And I started feeling good. I started feeling relaxed. Even after a hectic day of eight hours, in those 10 minutes of that uh, experience, I would say, I started feeling relaxed. I started feeling much happier. So obviously, it had an effect on my emotion also. And... Uh, Something which I would really, again, Saranj, Karthik, Agrima would agree that, uh, you know, something which you get from, you know, practicing music, maybe singing or playing something, the same feel which you get, I started experiencing that in those 10 minutes. The second experience which I had was when I was in the hospital uh, recently. I was obviously quite anxious, you know, first time being admitted to the hospital. There There were a lot of thoughts going in my mind, you know, I'm sharing uh, the ward with so many other patients. What do they have? And all those things were in my mind. And one day I was not feeling very good, you know, just because of all these thoughts. The thoughts which I had made me anxious, the emotion wala aspect. And my body, you know, my heart rate was higher. I did not, you know, feel so good, you know, bodily, uh, physically. And uh, what do I do then? I started, you know, deep breathing, breathing deeply. And uh, it did not help me. It did not help me for the first 10 minutes, 15 minutes, half an hour, because that was only the body aspect, which I was focusing on. Um, Slowly but surely, I think that affected uh, how I think. It had to go to that level of, you know, mind and emotion to actually help me. So it took its own time, 45 minutes or one hour, for me to, you know, be less anxious for my, you know, Uh, physical parameters also to you know come down and that was an experience which i had i'm not an expert in meditation but this is these are some of my experiences with meditation and how i feel the entire thing has good linkage Hmm. interesting points um and thanks for sharing it i mean uh i can resonate with a lot of things you said uh there were points which about the consistent thought we have and that is a important part of our emotion and i i usually identify myself with those consistent thoughts when i sit down for meditation the thoughts which come to me i think of those as being my identity most of the times and 
there's another point uh, there's a common theme here uh, we all experience spirituality in a different way mostly it's the activity we are totally engrossed in the like, activity which just makes us forget everything and just focus on that activity itself it could be sitting on the beach it could be playing a song it could be uh, exercising uh karthik what's that activity for you where you are totally engrossed and that's that that's when you feel spiritual or that's when you are just who you are um yeah so for me um like it would probably be playing the guitar um say so like and again uh, in the in this group like agrima uh, has talked about the dance riyas mohammed has talked about fitness akshay has talked about going to the beach and you and um, jyoti have probably talked about the meditation the traditional way right so in the past um, few months there have been times when i was not in a good place mentally and there have uh, and my parents have told me that maybe you should try meditation and i like akshay tried it for a week straight it never worked for me um so for me i've realized that i need there is a point in uh, my head where uh it gets a very very your mind gets a little tired and that is when it it enters the meditative state like in if you think about people working late nights i've read this article somewhere that why people find themselves most productive during late nights is because their mind is just slightly tired so that it does not distract itself with a lot of things so it enters into this flow state where it where the amount of things that you can think about are limited so your mind focuses on the task at hand and focuses on the present and so i have noticed this that when i play the guitar if i play it for long enough you don't feel physically tired but you get mentally a little bit exhausted and then you enter the flow the state of flow where this what you're playing with your guitar becomes sort of muscle memory and your mind then focuses on just the present and lately i've found myself like i've started working out pretty regularly during the pandemic and i found that that happens to me during that as well like during the workout there is a state like i'll start it out and i'll be like god i can't finish this today like it's already but then in the middle you you get and i've seen this while running also and it's a there's a term for this called the runner's high so when you'll be running and then in the middle it'll be in the just when you'll start out thinking you're exhausted you'll hit that valley and then boom you're up you your the endorphins kick in or whatever and then you feel alive like and then and that i've noticed that when i'm at that stage i enter what we would call meditation so i told my like my dad is the strongest proponent of this traditional meditation and i've told him that i've tried it 
it just doesn't work for me it i cannot sit at a place and like at the end of the day what is uh, this is probably a question i would probably throw it back to you since you and jyoti do traditional meditation that what was your goal when you began this sort of stuff and did you achieve it like and i'll close it by saying that my goal with meditation is to a to calm myself down and b to introspect and if i'm sitting in a place i cannot with my eyes closed taking deep breaths i have noticed i cannot do that i can do that when i'm running i can do that when i'm exercising i can do that when i'm playing music and i can at that time i can focus on the present or have enter that state meditative state so but i cannot do that when i'm doing meditation the traditional way so yeah for both of you jyoti and akshay sorry jyoti and saransh probably when you do traditional meditation what what were your goals and have you achieved them yeah so why i started meditation like like most of us is because someone recommended it to me they said it could help you out now why i did it is probably to calm myself down because i thought i was stressed out or i was uh, beginning to feel very very anxious almost every day the thing is the thing with me is that when i sat down for meditation the first two times i couldn't go past 5 or 10 minutes in it because that is only how much my mind would allow me to go the moment they stop talking my mind starts thinking and i am a thinker i can think myself to the level of tiredness where there is nothing you can do after that point it is it is that much so it is a very difficult process and i'm still not at all i'm still a very very beginner level meditation practitioner not a practitioner but someone who uses meditation but it is still a very very difficult process for which i have to be very very mindful of why being calm is probably a good thing because again it gives me clarity it gives me that much amount of time in the day where i am not thinking because uh, like for example it is not just my personal experiences which affect me it is even something which happens in a news maybe far away it can affect me i am that sort of a person that something good happens it can make me very very happy but if something bad happens that too can affect me a whole lot and that is not a good thing that is not even if it might seem like very dramatic or a very entertaining place to be in but it is not a good thing to be where uh, something which is not at all related to you your body your mind or your emotions but it can affect you a lot so my effort to meditate regularly is probably with the aim to reach a point where other things don't affect me too much things which are not even related to me and then after a point things which are probably very personal experiences but i mean it just happens let things be things happen and that is how it is you don't have to be affected by everything be it bad 
or even be it good that is my aim really interesting um my aim with meditation it's just to be present in the moment that's the only aim i have and for me the biggest meditation the way i best meditate is by playing badminton to be honest but nowadays i can't do that so i have to rely on other methods and i believe in the conventional method of meditation as well i was not just because of other factors but there's a strange thing when i was small i looked up uh, at uh, i had to know from where i got hold of a yoga book and i was looking going through it people making these different pranayams and stuff like that and the concept of people being at peace it's it's just so bizarre that we are in a very hectic world and there are monks who will be sitting there thinking one thought their entire life it's just so fascinating at the same point and they they have known to have great focus great uh, strength mental physical how do they do that like that idea of you know being a, something greater than and we will look up to them they they've known for their uh, great insights they're known for the great wisdom how do you achieve that so i'll i'll be really say it it's, it's selfish reasons for me to meditate but it's to achieve that level of insight uh, and that's why i want to go deeper and figure out okay what am i made of what am what are my thoughts what do i want to do with my life and that those are some big questions which can be answered if you just sit down and just focus on your thoughts and then it also helps you focus in the real world where you where you see things happening which resonates with your thoughts and then you're like oh yeah this this moment is important to me this conversation we are having it's important to me because it's evolving me in certain ways so that's how meditation helps me be present from what all of you said i think uh, activity is one thing uh, i think even i resonate with where basically uh, it helps me focus be in the present like what karthik said you said two things karthik one is why you do this is essentially to make yourself be in the present focus on the present and stay calm and the second thing is be able to introspect so i think i have this question forward uh when so when do you face this anxious anxiety that happens i think one of the ways that we all said that ang- be feeling anxious is what we are trying to in a way uh resolve by whatever we are doing our spirituality is trying to help us in a way to resolve that inner anxious conflict that we have and this essentially is because of uh, focusing more on what is going to happen next rather than uh, focusing on the present now uh, is the activity in a way um, a distraction to is basically keeping your mind busy and not focusing on the future it is basically like when i'm working probably when i'm doing when when i'm off at office this anxiety does not come to me because my mind is busy now running could be another activity where i would do that and my mind is busy doing something else maybe i'm listening to music even if i'm running without listening to music my mind is occupied on doing something else same thing with music cooking so is it a temporary release and i think uh, is meditation more of a permanent like mindfully practicing that i can be peaceful and at calm by just sitting and not doing anything like when i'm sitting like i think jyoti when you said that when i'm sitting at leisure and both of you pointed out even saran that for years together i can sit like that and not have to worry about a thing 
is this activity that you practice is this something that can get you to that state or is activity a temporary release i can jump in here for a bit uh, so i think uh, i'll i'll get to your activity question in, in a second but but i think it's not just meditation that can help you with this kind of uh focusing on the now i, I mean meditation is extremely um, useful but uh, what what is required i think is mind training right and uh, because what you're essentially trying to do is you're trying to focus all your energy and on your all all your thoughts on the uh, present task at hand and that can happen through conscious mind training uh, so you can start off some people use i'm drifting a little bit from the topic but some people do maintain to-do lists and they uh note down tasks that they need to accomplish and they don't move to task 2 until task 1 is done and checked off right so that's one way to focus on a task and at hand uh which can be a way of training your mind and another thing like while i was listening to all of you guys uh speaking about meditation and the various other activities i just realized i've been doing something which has been helping me but i i didn't realize it until i heard you is journaling so uh journaling has helped me become a little more aware of how my day to day is and what i'm accomplishing or um doing for myself uh so that has really helped me train my brain or mind whichever way you want to say it and now speaking about the activity aspect i think your question was uh do taking up activities like meditation or let's say journaling that i mentioned now uh kind of equal to postponing the real task at hand was that the question no the question was that uh in meditation you are consciously directly attacking the problem you are trying to be mindful of uh, the fact that you are being anxious and you are trying to solve that while activities like your running uh, guitar you are in a way exhausting your mind to focus on the present and is that a permanent solve or is this going to come back like with meditation i see it as uh, from if you can achieve that state of meditation then i think for a lot of people it is a permanent solve where they can sit without any anxiety without doing anything can that be achieved with an activity i think i have also focused a lot on using the activity based approach to handle it but is that something that is now what you said is training the mind right i think yeah. meditation is a form of training the mind what yeah. i'm trying to say is activity probably is not is probably a temporary uh, gratification that you get depends on how you perceive it yeah it's a question yeah I think I would differ on that. It's not that activities are always a form of uh, deferring it because for me, like I go on walks, and even if I'm walking with music on, you know, there are so many times I'm in this what if loop. Oh, what if I would have done this? Or something that happens even like two years back in the past, you had something. What if I at that time I would have done this and blah 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 blah. That's going on. So a lot of times that happens. But for me in dance, what happens is when I'm, uh, like. initially there are those thoughts but slowly i am just focusing on those beats or whatever i'm trying to practice out for that particular day or whatever it is 
so it's about how you use that activity so there's one activity in which a lot of times i have to tell myself that agrama just come back to the present you're taking a walk look at the flowers and blah blah sunset and whatever good is happening right now uh but in dance it slowly so happens for me personally is that i come to that state of this is not working that is not working this was shit that was shit and slowly comes down to you know what just be in the present and enjoy what you are doing and it's okay i mean i i get to that point and at least for me so i would not say that for, for all activities are a form of um, you know like just a temporary distraction or instant gratification of those sorts so dance helps you become mindful it's not just about not focusing on the present it helps it helps you tie back yeah. what matters personally for me yes i mean that is my happy is got it i would like to just take an example of my pharma sector there you know to kind of give here so what shruti said was is this activity like a symptomatic pill which you take for your pain or for your fever i i personally also resonate with what momita and agrima said that i think this is an instrument you use it to either train yourself like momita what momita said or get to that spiritual state where uh, you know thoughts which make you anxious affect you lesser you are uh, what jyoti mentioned it makes you more emotionally stable and uh, there is no one particular way like we he- heard here there are the in this forum only we heard like more than 10 things so i think there are various ways to you know kind of get you to that spiritual state if i may use that term you know make you more calm make you more productive and saranj to your point when you said that you know people choose to just be in that state for like years to uh, you know years so that you know brings me to just one question again that you know what do we want from our life do we want a successful career do we want a successful relationship do we want to have close connects with our family you know for me at the end of the day it comes down to whatever i want is because i want to be happy you know be it money be it uh, a good career good job at the end of the day if i'm happy that's enough and if that state of you know mindfulness awareness self consciousness and being in the present makes me happy then i think i've already achieved what i want without you know getting into all those things which make me anxious in life you know that's what i just wanted to say also to add to that i think one thing that helped me was to stop justifying my life goals to anyone like you know to accept it that this is what makes me happy and to do hell with anyone else who doesn't agree to that this is what makes me happy this is my life goal my, i mean and i am not answerable to someone as to why does this thing take priority over the other thing because for a considerable part of my life i was doing that like why justifying my actions to people who were for that matter like and now i think i'm like i wasted so much unnecessary energy on it those people don't matter they're nowhere in my life four years down the lane like why was i justifying myself like <laughs> that was one thing that helped me like you know what yes this is what matters and mic drop <laughs> <laughs> nice with the mic drop uh, i'll just pick it up again and ask another question i absolutely agree with both of your points uh, akshay and agrima and i think this ties back to what we were initially discussing of how we identify ourselves as i think one thing which i have taken from all this conversation is we are what we do and if we are constantly doing things which makes us happy that is who we are that's it and that's i mean that's the way i'm trying to summarize it um 
and with spirituality i think like just going to that it's like if you remove everything from your life what is the simplest thing which can make you happy i think that is what spirituality is to me just give up everything and whatever remains um so with this uh, we'll just hear another like final thoughts from everyone i i I spiritually have grown after this conversation to be honest uh, and uh, it's been uh, really amazing talking to everyone anything uh, anyone would like to add in the panel moments yeah by the end of this discussion it is not something which i had you know articulated before but what i do believe now that what i'm trying to achieve is that like your first question who are we so what i feel is that who i am is someone who is trying to live or experience this life and the three things which we also spoke about like body mind and emotions are something which belong to me and i can either make them help me experience this life or they will keep preventing me from experiencing this life experiencing this life so everything that i can mindfully do to help these three things help me live will probably help me achieve happiness though i don't like uh, saying it that you know happiness is my goal or avoiding anxiety is my goal because even though universally anxiety sucks and happiness is amazing i i it's okay i'm pretty i'm trying to be a little neutral towards these emotions the only thing is i want to live and i want my body my mind and my emotions to help me live instead of preventing me from living that is my goal right and in life we can not always have happy moments it, it is has to be some <laughs> some bad phases as well so just accepting that and we like yeah this shall to pass so i think that's and i think that these kind of understanding is most important and we will develop it as we go along cool uh thanks a lot guys amazing session uh i guess we still have just scratched the surface of the question who we are and we were not able to get to a final consensus of how uh how do we identify ourselves but definitely we have learned something uh intangible but it is something great thanks a lot for your uh, time today and hope to see you on another podcast